0: Building a platform to share challenges, thoughts from leaders, and network together, the LabOps Leadership Podcast is elevating LabOps professionals as well as the industry as a whole.
1: With the intent of unlocking the power of LabOps, we deliver unique insights to execute the mission at hand, to standardize LabOps and empower LabOps leaders. I'm Carrie Anderson. And I'm Samantha Black. Welcome to the LabOps Leadership Podcast. We are so excited today to be joined by Shyla Yazdani, who is Director of Operations at the Center for Breakthrough Medicines. Thanks for joining us today, Shaila.
2: Thanks, Sam. It's so good to be here and I appreciate you having me. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year. We're so excited to have you on the show today and you have a ton of great experience. So can you just start off by telling us a little bit how you got to where you are today?
2: Sure. So I like to say that I'm Indian by heritage, Zambian by birth and American by choice. And what that means is that I've had a rich and diverse set of experiences throughout my life that have shaped my approach to life itself, to problem solving and to engaging with people and being both a part of a team as well as leading a team. So I've had an interesting journey to where I am today. I started off post high school, just working a summer job at a travel agency, just to sort of, you know, get some cash in my pocket and pay for extra expenses, and then also support myself through college. And that eventually led to my mom and I, starting off our own travel agency. And we started this actually a few months before 9-11. So it was a very interesting time period for travel. And just through hard work and staying the course, we actually survived that rough time period. And that eventually led me to meeting or actually opening the door to my next adventure. So once I felt that I hit the ceiling with the travel agency and was looking for the next chapter of my life, the doors opened for me to actually join a clinical diagnostic lab here in Philadelphia. So I moved from Chicago, which is where I was living, out here for this particular role and started entry level at the clinical lab. And then uh, over the course of 12 years, moved up into a leadership position. And the operations role was a heavy focus of mine. So I moved from client service into a financial and billing role and then into operations. And that was uh, probably the where I like to say I grew up. And it was just... Eye opening to see how we can take a small community based lab and with strategic planning and execution and a solid leadership team, take that to be a global organization, first nationwide and then global. And uh, true to form, when I was done with that adventure, <laughs> I uh, looked outside to see where else I could spread my wings and Center for Breakthrough Medicines actually was a great opportunity for me to to step into. It also was a startup environment and that's where I'd uh, cut my teeth, so to speak, and so have been here since 2021, 2020 actually, correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, what an interesting time to join the organization. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I was not completely in the loop on cell and gene therapy back in 2019. And so for these doors to open and for me to understand the possibilities and the hope these advanced therapies provide patients was, I mean, it was just, there was no way that I couldn't step into it. My dad had a neurodegenerative disorder and that's what he had passed away from in 2009. And so the possibilities of what these therapies offer is just something that I could really, you know, stand with and stand behind and really want to be a part of moving forward. That's incredible. And I feel like 2019
1: was really when things started ramping up, like it was the moment in time where everybody was like, I think this can actually happen, you know? So what an exciting time to join the organization and be on the forefront of such exciting science. So can you just tell us a little bit about what the Center for Breakthrough Medicines is doing?
2: Yeah, sure. So we are a single site CDMO And we have built capabilities that encompass process development, cell therapies, viral vector manufacturing, testing and analytical services, research and development all under one roof. So we can support our clients and their patients to take their therapeutic assets all the way from discovery through commercialization. So it's exciting that we're doing this and that we've taken this approach. We can definitely provide our clients and these patients' economies of scale and time savings as well in terms of getting these therapies to market. So that is what our mission is, is to improve the speed to market for these therapeutic assets. Very exciting. Wow.
1: So what are you guys doing that's maybe a little bit different or unique than other CDMOs out there?
2: Sure. It's a good question. So I think because we are single site and we're housing all these capabilities under one roof, there is a smoother transition from one cycle to the next cycle and so on and so forth. And with analytics under the same roof, we no longer have to outsource the analytics that's required for these therapies to move to the next step and to the next development cycle. It's all in one under one roof. All the data is housed under one roof as well. So there's opportunities for consolidation of those analytics and that data and trending and just providing a more robust package of information for our clients and the patients itself. So I keep mentioning patients because they're at the forefront of everything that we do. I think sometimes we get lost in the nitty gritty of the day to day and we forget the impact that we are actually having and the hope that we're providing them. And so I always like to focus on that aspect. You know, when you're having a, a rough day or when something's not quite going as well as you'd like it to, keeping that that in mind that there's a patient at the end of the cycle is so important and so valuable for us to stay motivated and passionate about what we're doing and what we're achieving.
0: Yeah, I think that's so great to always remember the why of what you're doing for something. Yes, for sure. So I'm curious, I mean, your journey from how you got to where you are today is incredibly fascinating. What was it like transitioning from travel agency and then working in the lab? Because you know you didn't have science background, correct?
2: No, um, I didn't. I'm sure that was a challenge. <laughs> yeah, it was in the beginning. I think what has to be or what has to remain a focus is finding the similarities in what you have done as you do a career shift, particularly if it's from one industry to another. So what I've found is sometimes best practices can come in one industry, can actually come from a completely different industry, right? And you'll find similarities or similar threads in unexpected ways. So I think the one thing that I learned from the travel industry that translated really well into the clinical diagnostics industry is engaging with people and how to interact with them, how to get them comfortable and a focus on data and information. So tools to collect that information, those are also very similar in between um, the two industries. I would never have thought that, but the tools that I was using in the travel industry came in very handy, clinical diagnostics, particularly since I entered in the client services role at the lab that I was at. And then what I found in terms of similarity between the clinical lab diagnostics industry and the pharma industry specifically for testing is, this is a very up and coming area. So economies of scale is something that we're trying to achieve. Whereas clinical diagnostics is a mature industry. And so there are best practices across sample management and testing and data generation and analytics that transfer really well into setting up our infrastructure here. And so those are the lens with which being a startup, I actually had the opportunity to influence some of that decision-making. And so I was very grateful for that opportunity at CBM, but some of those best practices I'm finding are actually fitting quite well here at CBM and setting up our framework and our infrastructure here. So automation is another key piece where I'm finding in clinical diagnostics, it's part and parcel of what you do. Since it's high volume testing, high throughput testing, you have to have automation to achieve efficiency. So again, it's a matter of transferring that knowledge set and that understanding here to see how we could achieve the same similar efficiencies of scale here in testing and analytics.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think data is an important part of where this industry is going. And it's something we're seeing people think about more and more.
2: Yeah, specifically for a CDMO, analytics are a key driver of the progression of a therapeutic asset, right? So you can't move forward unless you have your critical quality attributes identified and you have information about them. So with the understanding that the actual service and the product that we offer at under the um, Testing and Analytical Services Department it's data and it's not just data. It's actually insightful and meaningful data that is our service. It's our product. And so if we focus on how to optimize and deliver that information in a manner that's effective and useful, it makes us that much more powerful in delivering these therapies and improving that speed to market and achieving our mission.
1: That's super interesting that You view it that way, because I feel like that's a shift right from the way that it was done even 10 years ago. You know, everybody thought that the product, the medicine at the end was the goal and it still is. But the data at the center and how you got there, like that's so much more of a big deal nowadays than it was even five years ago, you know? And so I think what you said about transferring your knowledge and your skill sets over from different industries, that's really fascinating to me because I think a tool is a tool, right? And as a lab ops manager and working in lab ops, right, it's all about the tools that you use to help the team, right? And so I think being in a support role where you use those tools and having that perspective can be really important for pushing the, the whole entire team forward. Do you feel like in your role that you're kind of pushing the team by, you know, using some of these tools and these, the skills and having a like a focus on the data? Do you feel like that's helping the entire team move forward, not just, you know, your direct reports?
2: Sure. That's actually a great question. And I've thought about this quite a bit. So what testing and analytical services provides is analytics. That's what our service and product is. The CDMO's service or product is actually the therapeutic asset. So I just want to make sure I distinguish between the two. So operations in my perspective is both a driver and an influencer. We're very much an integrated function. We don't or we shouldn't exist in a silo. I think when we exist in a silo, there's a lack of cohesion that I find that the team operates under or exists under. And so you have multiple parallel or divergent work streams, but they're not brought together unless operations is providing that infrastructure to do so. And that could be using tools like communication. It could be simply identifying similarities of each work stream and then building scale behind those similarities. It could be identifying process gaps and designing solutions to fill those, measuring and then filling that gap with a solution and then ensuring its sustainability. Right? So operations does all of that in a multifaceted role. And it's not just the individuals on the operations team. We influence the decision making of other team members based on the data that we provide or the key performance indicators that we're measuring or understanding what the strategic vision is and then tying it to the actual execution against that strategy and saying, hey, does our execution or does our tactical activities support what the vision or the mission is. So I've heard, and I've actually said many times that operations wears multiple hats, but I think what I would restate that as is that we both drive and we both influence. Decision-making and direction provide focus as well. So it's not just limited to the operations team, it's actually expanded out to the broader technical team as well.
1: Amazing.
2: I love that. Yeah, I, I would love that. Thank you.
1: So, I guess one other question I have on that same vein is as an operations team and influencing decision making, what are some of the most important parts of your job besides the data? Like are you, I guess, because you're at a higher level, right? So you have a team under you. So on a day-to-day, what do you think some of the most impactful things, things that your team is doing on a day-to-day basis, like tactically? Besides providing the data, like what are some things that you have seen make a big difference in the organization?
2: I think communication is the most important tool in an organization, both from bottom up and then top down. So understanding that what our vision and our mission is, is not just a statement, but how it translates into what we do day to day. And then receiving that feedback from those who are actually in the lab understanding what their challenges are, providing a feedback loop and then closing those feedback loops. That's how we continue to move the needle, I would say, in achieving what our goals and our objectives are and then engaging our team, keeping them passionate about what they're doing, reminding them that science is still at the forefront of everything that we do. And that is actually what is solving these larger problems for these patients and providing them with that hope. It's not the operations team that's doing that. All we do is is really provide the ecosystem in which the scientist and the technical aspect gets to shine. So I think keeping that communication alive and in front of them, and again, reminding them on a day-to-day what it is that they're helping achieve is actually vital. So for me, communication is the most important thing that an organization can really embrace, facilitate, and engage in on a day-to-day basis. And that drives all other activities. So as long as you have a robust communication system, I think it just lends to inherent success of an organization.
0: Sounds like you're doing incredible work there and you're really building a great team. I'm sure during that time, you've learned a lot of lessons. What's some advice you could offer to our listeners?
2: Oh gosh, now that requires some reflection. (laughs) I think it goes back to Uh, reminding ourselves on a day-to-day basis of the impact we're having. You know, startups are admittedly an intense environment. I have spent my career in startups. And what I always walk away with is don't lose that passion, Don't lose that interest, you know, and not just yourself, but ensure that your team and those that are on other teams continue to feel that excitement about what you're doing. And so I think the focus on who we're helping, what we're doing and why we're doing it. I think is important and something that we should never lose sight of. You know, in the days that we do, there should be other team members who step up and say, this is why we're doing this. Remember? (laughs) To keep us moving forward. And so I think, again, that lends itself also to the inherent success of an organization. So there's no one clear path to success, right? It's like multiple work streams. It's multiple pathways that all converge and ultimately achieve that goal, that objective, and keep the focus on the patient and who we're trying to help and why we're trying to help them. We all have stories. We all have family members who've experienced some health issue. And there've been moments where you're like, oh gosh, can it get any worse? Right? Well, I think what we're doing is a reminder that no, actually it can't get any worse. This is it. It's not going to get any worse than this. It's only going to get better. And I think that's the lesson that I hope I always walk away with every day. And also my team and those that I interact with as well. I love yeah. That's
1: such a great perspective. I think you're very lucky to... I know that you work very hard. I can tell that you work very hard to keep that perspective, but I've heard with maybe other pharma leaders or other individuals, they don't have that same perspective. So I love keeping that patient at the forefront and making that the center of everything that you do. That's really an incredible perspective in my personal opinion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what makes an amazing leader. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you
1: well i think for the last question we have you know you're an incredible leader and obviously have a fantastic work environment and you're doing a lot of great work at the center and so if people want to find you or connect
2: with you and learn
1: more about what you're doing how might they do that
2: so i can be found on linkedin and you're more than welcome to share my email address i would be happy to connect with anyone with additional questions I can share that with you after the podcast or however you best see fit, but happy to do so.
1: Awesome. Yeah, no, I think that's incredible. And we will post that in the show notes for everybody. So if you are interested, you can just click the link in the show notes and reach out. So I think that's all we have today. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been incredible. I've really enjoyed speaking with you and thank you for sharing your experiences.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, I've uh, enjoyed speaking with both of you, and thank you for actually doing this and pulling together lab uh, lab operation leaders. Appreciate it. Great, thank you. Have a good day.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the LabOps Leadership Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's guest.
1: For show notes, resources, and more information about LabOps Unite, please visit us at labops.community/podcast. This show is powered by Elemental Machines.